Today is Monday, February the 5th, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The senators who have been working in back rooms on the border security package have now released the details. They did so on Sunday night, and Twitter was absolutely aflame with Republican congressional members who are opposed to it. The $118 billion, that's with a B, $118 billion spending package would send most of the U.S. taxpayer money overseas, not to the U.S. border. Here is a summary breakdown of how the $118 billion would be allocated. $60 billion goes straight to Ukraine for their warfare effort against Russia. $18 billion goes to Israel as they deal with a Gaza and Hamas conflict. So now we're at $78 billion. $10 billion goes to civilian and humanitarian relief in the West Bank of the Middle East and some parts of Ukraine. Now we're at $88 billion. $4 billion goes to some Indo-Pacific area to help certain groups resist communist China. $2 billion goes to displaced Ukrainians. And $20 billion goes to the current operational needs at the border. This $20 billion for the operational needs at the border would continue current policies in place and allow for 5,000 illegal aliens to cross over the border each day unhindered, unresisted, bringing the total to $1.8 million in a year before any emergency will be declared in order to slow those numbers down. U.S. Senator Mike Lee of Utah tweeted out after he saw these numbers saying that the U.S. Marine Corps budget alone for 2023 is $53 billion, so Ukraine would be receiving $60 billion at minimum, which is more than what the USMC uses. Texas Senator Ted Cruz called the bill outrageous. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn says she will never vote to make illegal immigration legal. Over in the House, Congressman Byron Donalds of Florida says it's an awful monstrosity that must be voted down in the Senate before it even comes to the House. And Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia said it's dead on arrival should it ever make it to the U.S. House. Over in the Middle East, U.S. military forces, along with Great Britain, attacked 36 targets involving militant forces who are aligned with the country of Iran and are being funded by Iran to execute attacks against Israel as well as the U.S., The U.S. military targets included areas in Iraq, Syria, and Yemen. All of the attacks are in retaliation for the drone attack that occurred last week at a U.S. base in Jordan, killing three service members, all from Georgia. Down in Eagle Pass, Texas, Governor Greg Abbott conducted a briefing with 13 other governors regarding Operation Lone Star, which is essentially the state of Texas taking border security into their own hands since the federal agencies are being ordered by the Biden administration to not enforce immigration law, but to assist those who are crossing the border illegally. The 13 governors attended the meeting in Eagle Pass, where the clash between state and federal authorities came to a head at Shelby Park. Fox News journalist Bill Malugin is now reporting that Texas is seeing a dramatic drop in border crossings now that the Texas National Guard and other Texas law enforcement agencies are at the scene. The drop in the Del Rio sector has gone from three to 4,000 illegal crossings a day to around 200. Those seeking to enter the U.S. from Mexico have decided to migrate to other more lax states like Arizona, New Mexico, and California. And speaking of California, it is experiencing an unusual rain event in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. The storm is being called a bomb cyclone, and some residents are being told to evacuate their homes as concerns of flooding and mudslides are growing. Forecasters say that as much as 8 trillion gallons of water will be dumped into that state in the next 24 hours. 8,000 members of the public safety state agency have been activated in response to that severe weather. 
These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. have another election story, and it has to do with the state of Michigan. Last summer, the Michigan State Attorney General, Dana Nessel, charged 16 Republicans with crimes for taking on the role of alternate electors regarding the presidential election results of 2020 in that state. Now, these Republicans wanted to represent the electoral wins for Donald Trump if the Electoral College results were successfully challenged in Congress on that infamous day that we all know about, January 6th. None of that actually happened as planned, despite the fact that Michigan was one of five swing states with a strange and mysterious halt to counting the ballots at 3 a.m. in the morning. Once the ballot counting resumed, Trump's lead managed to evaporate, giving the wins to Biden instead. Now, the Republicans who took part in challenging the election results in that state of Michigan are facing felony charges and even prison time if Nestle is able to successfully prosecute them with her charges of forgery. Now, the Gateway Pundit and investigative journalist Yehuda Miller are revealing communications that show that A.G. Nestle was very aware of shady voter registration operations going on in Michigan ahead of the presidential election. Nessel was aware by October of 2020, at least, that the Muskegon Police Department and Michigan State Police had been looking into tens of thousands of voter registrations that were dropped off by one person at the city clerk's office in Muskegon. That clerk was seriously alarmed and contacted authorities about what just happened. And this had been going on in the state leading up to the 2020 election in, in other city clerk offices. However, those clerks did not report to authorities as they should have. A whole investigation was then launched, finding out that there was a multi-state voter registration operation going on through certain liberal-backed nonprofit organizations, and the whole operation was fraught with fraud. Many of those voter registrations were incomplete and disqualified. All of this came to light through the use of the Freedom of Information Act, which obtained documents and emails revealing that Nestle was aware of the fraudulent voter registrations. Not only that, but even the U.S. Department of Justice was brought in to look into reports of the voter fraud in Detroit at the DCF Center. And this all came to light to the DOJ by an attorney in that city who was offering evidence to the DOJ, showing that an investigation was very much merited. So what the whole slew of emails ultimately reveal is that there were valid claims of suspicious Election Day activities worthy of investigation, as well as sworn affidavits from longstanding poll workers as to what they witnessed. It was a reasonable response from the state Republican Party to launch a challenge to the election results of 2020, both in that state and then at a congressional level when the state leaders seemed apathetic and refused to act. Both Nestle and the Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson refused to reveal to the public how much they already knew and had found out about voter fraud operations and activities going on there. And instead, they just doubled down on denying that there was any real evidence or enough examples that could possibly overturn the presidential election results. They both essentially ignored and silenced those that were testifying to what they saw and experienced in 2020. So let's stay tuned to this story. It seems to be developing on the Gateway Pundit through the reporting that is being done by Yehuda Miller. Over in another swing state, the swing state of Georgia, which has been featured on the Daily Inc. report as recently as last week, 
There's news there when it comes to a new type of ballot that could be coming in 2024. The Georgia House passed a bill pretty decisively, 167 to 1, that creates a watermark on their ballots as a means of keeping ballot fraud from happening. This watermarking would be especially helpful in securing absentee ballots that are going out through the mail. The cost for the state of Georgia to purchase such a machine for these watermark stamps would be about $100,000. The bill is currently under consideration in the Georgia Senate. So if it is passed into law, it will go into effect this coming July 1st. Both the states of Georgia and Michigan feature pretty big on the Open Inc. website with documents from both states available. After True the Vote, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrick had legal battles such as the one in Georgia over the voter rolls and a legal battle in Michigan against Conic, which is an election software company in that state that was proven to have direct ties to China. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update. Thank you.